0: Shalom ubracha. We are up to Yuma Daf Nun Ches. This year is dedicated B'shus Ilan Neshama of Tzvi Ben Aryeh Halevi. Now the Gemara begins at the bottom of Nun Z- Zayin Abay's, with a discussion as to at what point should the Kohen Gadol mix the Parseir with the Par, with with the the with the par. on the Mitzbeach Hapnimi. He does two applications. One, he puts the blood on top of the Mizbeach. But before that, he puts it on the Karnais. Now the question is, should this blood already be mixed before he puts it on the Karnais? Or should he put the blood on the Karnais separately, the Dam of the Par and then the Dam of the Seer, and then mix it and then put it on the top? Or should he mix it beforehand? So our Mishnah said that we mixes, he mixes it together. It seems that we hold like that time that says to mix the blood before putting it on the corners. The Gemara says that this could even be according to the Sheet of Rav who says not to mix the blood before putting on the corners. But over here, on Yom Kippur, the Pesach says the word Achas, which says to put the blood on once. There's one application, which seems to be that you should mix them together so you don't have to do two applications. We actually have a b'risa that tells us the Rav says that they would mix the blood together. Ravyoina son said that it was two separate applications. First damapar, Par, then Damasir. And Rav turns to Ravyanisan and says, Wait, what are you what are you what are you doing? Why aren't you mixing it? The pasik says achas. Ravyoinasan says, Yeah, it's nice that it says achas. But that's not enough to mix them together. All that the pasik of achas, I mean, we have a separate pasik that says midamapar dama Two separate things. So even though it says achas, that's not a raya. There, if would say to mix it. He has another pasuk. So according to Yonason, what does the word achas tell me? It sounds like you should only put it on one time. He would say, do one application from the dam ha-par and one application from the dam ha-seir. But not one application total. The the pasuk says dam ha-par and dam ha-seir. We have another uh, brysa. That says that the Kohen Gadol, when he was putting it on the corners, he would put from the Dam Hapar and the Dam Seir, which was pre-mixed. He would mix them together and then put it on the Karnas. And we know to mix them together from the loshon of Ahas. That Brai saw was Rebbe Yoishia. Not Rebbe Yonison, who says to put them on separately. Now, the next discussion of the Gemara is about catching the blood... In a cup which is stacked. Now the coin is going to be holding the outer cup and the blood is going into the inner cup. Is that a chatzitza? The blood's not going into the cup that the coin himself is holding. The Bar Khoma tells Rav Christ you know, maybe we can say that since they're both a cup, it's called min biminoi. They're both the same item, they're both cups. And we really shouldn't have a problem of having it going into the smaller, in, in the inner one, because the coin is still holding a cup. It's not the same cup, but maybe these two cups are joined together since they're the same item. Rav Chista turns back to me and he says, you know what? I have a raya for you that it's not a problem. Because brisa said that the coin godel puts the full cup of blood into the empty cup of blood. Uh, that's not really a raya though, because it doesn't mean that he puts the cup into the cup. It means he puts the contents of the full cup into the empty cup. But he's not stacking the cups. Well, why would the, the Gemara says, Why would he pour the full cup into the empty cup? We already mixed the blood. That's what's in the full cup. We already poured the Seir into the Dhamma Par. The Dhamma Par into the Seir. So why would we pour it again into the empty cup? And the Gemara says that you're actually doing this to stir the bloods. They're very different types of blood and they needed to be mixed. So you'd pour it from cup to cup to combine them. Okay, so that's not a raya that a chatzitsa with a min is not a problem. It wouldn't be a chatzitza. Now the Gemara tries to bring another raya. If the, you know, when the Qayn was doing the avoida he had to be standing directly on the floor. If he was standing on a klee or on someone else's foot, on another Qayn's foot, then the avoida is possible. The Gemara see, seems to see from here. Check it out. It's my foot on another foot, and it's still pasal. You see, min is a problem. The Gemara says, that's not a raya, since if I wanted to be mevatel, this outer cup that I'm holding, I could do that. And then I'm just using the inner cup. So over here, it wouldn't be a chatzitza with the cups, but by a foot, I can't be mavatel his foot and say I'm just standing on the floor. That's not an option. That's why it was puzzle when I'm standing on someone else's foot. The Gemara learns that maybe... Rami bar was ask, asking a different question. Maybe he was asking Rav Chista, Is it Derech Eretz? To be Makabel the Dam in a stacked cup. Rav Chista brings a b'raisa from Tonit Bay Rebbe Yishmael where we uh, have a pasuk that says kol kli hasheri bom That pasuk says that you're using Shnei Kalim to do one Avoida. So clearly... From this pasuk, we learn that there is no problem of using a double kli to do one avodah. It is derech Now, uh, Rami Bar has another question for Avchista. What happens if a person puts one of the koyana and puts a sponge, a porous material, into the kli? And then he's makabal the dam the into that kli. Is that sponge going to be a chatzitza? Maybe since it's absorbent, it's as if the blood goes straight through it. So, Rav Christa's first answer is from a Mishnah that says that when it comes to water, you're allowed to have a water flow down into a sponge and it's not an issue. Okay, but maybe maybe water is different. He says, water is a very porous, it flows very easily. Dam is a thicker substance. So Rather, he answered differently. Rav Christa says, you know what? You know, blood is really fine. Blood is going to go straight through the sponge. You know what you can't have a sponge there for? the koimetz, when you're talking about a solid, talking about flour, that will be a chatzitsa since it won't go through the sponge, even though it's porous. Now on Unchassama base, we have a Mishnah that talks about the avoida of the mizbeach hazov. First, he would come out to the mizbeach. This is what the Pesach says. He has to come out to the mizbeach. We have to figure out what that means. And he would sprinkle the blood in a downward motion. He would place the blood going down and not up. He would start on the northeastern corner, go to the northwest, go to the southwest, and then go to the southeast. From the corner where he would begin the chatas in the Mizbeach HaChitzah, that's where he would finish in the Mizbeach HaPnimi. Rabbi Yezer learns differently, and he says he would stand in one spot and apply it to all the corners he would just lean over. On the further corners, he would go from down up, and the one right near him, he would go up and d- up to down. The only reason why we go from up to down is not to avoid sullying the sleeve, the begadim of the Qayyongadah, but if he's leaning over, it's far away from his begadim. There he could go down up. After that, he would sprinkle blood on the top of the mezbah seven times, and whatever leftover blood after that was poured onto the side of the outer mezbah, on the western side, whatever blood was left over from the Korban, out deer was poured on the west, uh, southern side of the Mizbeach. And both of those bloods would, would join together down in the Amah, in the Drain Canal. And they would go out to Nachal Kidrain, where they would sell it for fertilizer. Uh, they had to be careful, make sure that the farmers would pay for it, otherwise it's meila. Now, the Gemara clarifies the pasuk that tells us that he would go out to the Mizbeach. What's that telling us? Nehemi says, when the kohen Gadol is being machaber and he's sprinkling blood for an aver that he did based on a mistaken psach that he himself gave, he would stand on the far side of the Mizbeach, away from the Heichel. I would think that maybe on Yom Kippur he stood in that same spot. Therefore, the Pasuk had to say, no. Now he was going out from between the Mizbeach and the kapores and, and the Parechas, and walking to the far side of the Mizbeach. Because before now, he was standing right up against the Parechas. We have another B'risa that says that from the Pasuk of Lepnei Hashem on Yom Kippur, what's that telling me? If, uh, by, by the Kain Gadol's carbon, it says Lepnei Hashem. And over there, we learn the opposite drasha. Over there, Rav Nechemy also teaches us That don't think that like Bayim Kippur, he would stand right in front of the Perechas By this carbon. he would stand by the Mizbeach HaKataris, that is, Be'ohel Moyed. He would stand between the entrance of the Heichel and the Mizbeach HaKataris, not right in front of the kapirus. Now we have a Achleikas, where the Kohen Gadol would start putting the blood on the Mizbeach HaZov. Which corner did he start with? Rabbi Akiva says he starts on the southeastern corner and goes clockwise, turning left. Rabbi Asi Aglili says he starts on the northeastern corner and goes clockwise, turning counterclockwise, going to the right. Where Rabbi Asi Aglili stops, that's when where Rabbi Akiva begins. And where Rabbi Asi Aglili begins, that's where Rabbi Akiva stops. But everyone agrees. That the first corner that the Queen Gozal encounters, that's not where he begins. Why doesn't he just go to the closest corner and start there? Shmuel answers that the Pasak says Vayotzo He has to pass by the entire Mizbeach before starting this Zrika. Why doesn't Rabbi Akiva tell us to turn right? We always turn to the right. He must argue with Rami Barrichasko. Rami Barrichasko gives us the dimensions, a description of the Yam. Shal This was a huge bath that Shlom Melech built that was held up by the figures, the statues of can of cattle, and over there the dimensions are given cl- uh, counterclockwise, turning right. It must be. The Rabbi Akiva disagrees with him, and the Gemara says, "Then no, maybe, really everyone does hold of Rabbi Bar that we go counterclockwise and you always turn right." However, Rabbi Akiva is arguing as to whether we learn the mezbeach ha'zov from the mezbeach ha'pnimi. And the mezbeach ha'pnimi, we turn to the right. The uh, the ha'chitzon, we turn right. The mezbeach ha'pnimi, the mezbeach ha'zov, we don't. Beseder. So Rabbi Akiva doesn't want to learn from the mezbeach ha'chitzon to always go to the right. But you should at least have the ability to. Why does he pask in that we always turn left? We're going to pick up on this kasha on Rabbi Akiva tomorrow. Why can't Eliezer let us turn to the right, let us go counterclockwise? Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day!